<laughs> Can you hear me now? Why do computers hate you? <laughs> oh, God. Do you know I'm actually dealing with that issue that you generally have? They're, I ran out of Stupidity? Space. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't my stupidity for once. It was me genuinely running out of space because of the amount of files I have on this one. Oh, mm -hmm. God. Man, you know, and for, for people who don't know anything about that, I was the photographer at the uh, 2016 Republican National Convention. And the shot of all shots was this radical right-wing radio guy getting beat up by a really skinny, about five foot ten um, Antifa guy right next door to the police chief who didn't help at all. And my phone was full and no. none of the pictures or video took. Yeah, the money shot. I missed the money shot. <laughs> if yeah. somebody just tuned in there, they'd be like, oh, these guys are directing porn. <laughs> right. No, no. The best the best shot you can ever get in photography is a politician or somebody else getting what we would say just deserves or just deserves mm -hmm. either way. And I missed it. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Hey, that shirt looks familiar. What are you wearing there? This is your shirt. I know by that the way. guy. I, that's why I was like, I know that this guy. This is your book. <laughs> there you go. Instead of mentioning your book, I just thought I'll sit in the t shirt. <laughs> that'll, that'll work. That'll work. So, hey, I had a real, so I love your, the, the, what's, what's the columnist name? The, the investigative columnist um, from the, from the film. Sardened or something. I can't remember his film. The, that series was dynamite. It was a little, a little long. I only made it through two hours. I, I won't lie. <laughs> I, had a, I had a hard. Well, I mean, you're used to the different accents, and mm -hmm. I'm not. And some of those were a little more severe than others. So it was a, it was a little taxing. You, the funny part is that you know I never noticed that till like I spoke to I think Alex and then you, where yeah. the different accents of English in india oh in america <laughs> uh, in america as well you guys Same deal don't, here. you guys don't understand it at all <laughs> no so what ends up happening is um the letter v you pronounce just totally different and you it's one that you still sound indian on it's the only it's the only thing that you still <laughs> hanging on to um and my dad was that way in gaelic like he couldn't say the the word Tree, he would call it a three. Mm -hmm. Real strange, yeah. right? Or, or he said tree for three. Well, anyway, whichever way it went, and it was kind of the one thing that you turn around and go, hey, "Dang, you're not from here, are you?" <laughs> <laughs> so, are you familiar with um, Geronimo and then his father-in-law, whose name was Cochise? Mm -mm, I've heard of it, but not really. I'm not like familiar with the story at all. So since you lived here for a while, Geronimo, without a doubt, the most famous Native American warrior in history, um, lived in Lawton, Oklahoma at the um, army barracks when he finally was either caught or gave up, whichever one it was. But his father was the inventor. His father-in-law named uh, Cochise was the inventor of guerrilla warfare which oh. obviously he didn't invent it, but he was the first time when everybody was like, I don't know what keeps happening. They just keep coming and killing us. 
And that's when I was watching. Do you remember what's the show that I watched? Because I don't remember. The one the you watched was, I think it was the Virapan show about the. Yeah, Virapan. Right. Yeah. How do you how do you how do you say that again? What? It's Virapan. Okay. Virapan. Virapan. Because everybody <laughs> said it different in the movie. Every single person said the guy's name different. Just, just say Sandwood Smuggler and people would get it. <laughs> Sandal? Is it Sandalwood or Sandwood? Sandalwood. Sandalwood. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was. I, I got to be honest with you. That's what I watched the whole time. I was like, oh, my God, this is guy, the modern day Geronimo. And mm -hmm. Geronimo, they just could not catch him. And he traveled. You know, he's out in Arizona, New Mexico, all that area. And he traveled um, through the night. So if the cavalry really wanted to get him, they had to travel through the night, which was pretty dangerous if you didn't know the terrain. Yeah. Pretty much yeah. the same thing with this guy. He just moved around right. throughout that entire thing because that was his home. <laughs> the yeah. forest I rangers. Mean, right. There was nothing new for him. It was just day. <laughs> but pretty impressive stuff. And the only other people I've ever seen um, try to go up against a large-scale army or police force or anything like that would be Al Capone. So he is in pretty good company with Al Capone, Geronimo, and Cochise. <laughs> For those of you listening, look up Geronimo and Cochise if you've never heard of them. The, the bane of the American military. I mean, literally just bane of American military. Uh, enough so where he was a celebrity down in Lawton. And I, I'm pretty sure they, they let people pay a fee to go talk to him or see him or get photos and stuff. <laughs> How crazy is uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, since explain because I did Google sandalwood and I was like, what is this? So they're they're fragrant oils for perfumes and everything. Oh yeah, like um, it's really expensive. Yeah. Like um, huh. I think only the government can grow and harvest them here. It's legal. Oh dear I, I lord! Think, I think now the Seriously? now they've give now you can apply for a license and own like a few trees, but a tree would be somewhere between. Say twenty five to thirty thousand dollars, like just one tree. Seriously, wow! Mm -hmm. Dang! They, like they extract the sandalwood oil and they make like soaps, perfumes, incense sticks, huh. all of that. Is really expensive. Isn't that crazy? So wow. that's what he moved on to once he ran out of elephants to hunt. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I gotta. I gotta be honest with you. I mean, pretty notorious guy for all the wrong reasons. But I. Mm -hmm. But you know, I mean, I. I know we've talked about this before. The Spanish, if you had tobacco seeds, it was a death sentence. So tobacco is how we built America, were the fees off of tobacco. And so I would say evidently your version of sandalwood, ours was tobacco over here. Mm -hmm. Wow. God, that's crazy. That and so what was the actual power struggle? Was it he just he just assumed because it was natural, it was his? And the power yeah. struggle was these guys were trying to go, no, no, it's ours. And he's like, no, it came out of the ground. It's everyone's. Because that's what it looked like. That was the basis, the foundations of it, where he was like, okay, there's the forest. Why am I not allowed to do all this crap type shit? <laughs> that's how he started off. And right. anytime uh, he got pushed back from like the police or the forest officials, it just turned into a violent little escapade of his. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was good at it. Um, and then the one, the one guy that had the affair with his sister that he cut his arms off, burned him. Got his head oh, yeah. off for a souvenir. And <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, see that because I was like, really? <laughs> like you took the head as a souvenir? <laughs> right. 
But the deal is you do something so horrific, you out horrific everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I I understand the psychology behind it. So, well, yeah, it was was fascinating. Um, And then really, you know, it was a little slow. So, but but I understand what you're talking about now. Those are the in-depth interviews, which I don't know how many Americans can watch four hours of. But here's my favorite part. My favorite part of the whole thing is that guy's wife stood beside him through everything. She was like, yeah, he was great. <laughs> he wouldn't kill you as long as he could trust you. I know. <laughs> like she said, it's so nonchalantly like, yeah, yeah that was him. <laughs> wow. uh, my husband type shit. <laughs> yeah, I need one of those. Wow. That's that. That was impressive, if nothing else. So on the villagers, all he would do is go in. I mean, essentially, he was he was a brilliant takeover because if you think of what um, what colonizers do, so you go into an area where everybody is, they don't know they're poor, they just know that's the way it is, and you bring in things and make life easier on them, and all of a sudden, yeah. my goodness, this is the king from everywhere. We all, we have abundant food because you know his first thing he, he would ask people was, "Do you have have you eaten?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, once their stomachs were full, they were reasonable to talk to for him, you know, and whatever mm-hmm. whatever he needed to get out of. Pretty pretty nice, man. That's uh, the Geronimo of India. Mm-hmm. So I recognized some names in there. So the Kenna Carter's right by you, but there was also a guy in there that had one of your names, the Kumar ones. So are you related? Because you didn't look alike. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a common sure? name here. <laughs> sure. Are you, are you doing the white people thing and asking me if I know everybody with the name? <laughs> well, hold on. I mean, you you have the same name. Now that's that's different. You know, I always get. I always get people that have a version of my last name. People go, you're related? I'm like, probably. (laughs) (laughs) See, the weird part was that part of India where he originally was from, Tamil Nadu, that's where I think he got dad and all of them were from. Right, which explains Tamil language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that is my mother tongue. Right. And he had super beef with where I live now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, and somebody and somebody in there had mentioned the city that you live in now, Bangalore. But mm-hmm. I'm sure that was obviously a little while back. When was that thing shot? So it he would have been around probably from the late '80s to all the way to 2004, five maybe. That's when they. So killed while him. every, so while everybody else was smuggling cocaine into America, he was doing sandalwood. Mm-hmm. Smart, <laughs> yeah. So why they burn all of his trucks? Because I think that's what got him. It wasn't burning the product, man. They burned his trucks, and man, that, that guy lost his. He lost his stuff at that point. He, he went was like straight up Pablo Escobar on them. <laughs> right, exactly. Didn't that, didn't it remind you of one of the Colombian cartels? And you go, mm-hmm. you're you're big. You're not that big, Tony Montana. Nobody's that big. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think they just burned that because they assumed that it would be even more difficult for him to procure a truck than to like continue yeah. doing his operations. Right, God, man, and what that a weird mess. thing where they thought if they cut off his funding, he's gonna knock it off type shit. Whereas he just went yeah. to the other end of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my beer is what we call that in the southern part of America. Hold mm. my beer. Let me show you what I can do. Yeah, that was. That was nuts. That was I, that was legitimately interesting. Uh, and I'm trying to think of what else we had happen up here, dude. That uh, this weekend. What was I the article you sent me on the 
Tulsa, was it the Tulsa School Board or? So the Ryan Walters, our same guy here, and, and look, whatever happens here eventually happens there and vice versa. And I, I hopefully people understand that's why we talk about this kind of stuff. They, um, so he is, he is in a month-long deal of attacking one of our major school districts. And by doing that, um, are you talking about the one where he said, China, China giving him money? Oh, Isn't that God, the one? I heard that. The one where he's sitting in the right. car and doing that. And I yeah. was like, oh, my so, God. Even comedians have sense not to do that. <laughs> do, you, do you have the ability to put a link to that video on here? Because it would be I great for be. people to see what we are dealing with. So the, the mm. Chinese government, much like a Spanish government, French government, um, Taiwanese government, give money. So people will learn their language in America so they can do business with them over time. Yeah. I mean, it's it. this isn't that difficult or or uh, misunderstood by anybody. It's it's a type of ambassadorship. And now that China is the Republican enemy, they're not the enemy of America. We've been buying their stuff and buying from Walmart forever, um, making their whole economy happen. Nobody's really mad at him or anything. This is a newfounded deal for some. We America has to have an enemy. We don't work well if we don't have somebody to hate. And yes. we have to communally, you have to communally hate him. So whole tons of schools in America were getting money from China to do mm -hmm. um, uh, Mandarin and what's the other major language? Cantonese. Sorry. I, yeah, I had a migraine about two days ago. So I'm not thinking as clear as usual. So, um, so yeah, language and then Chinese culture, which I learned when I was a kid. I mean, this is crazy. We did Korean back then for some reason or another. And, and this lady would come in and do these papers with your name on it and all this. That was pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. So Ryan all of a sudden is trying to find anything he can to uh, throw mud on this school district called Tulsa. So they, they want to take it over and they want mm -hmm. the state to take it over. Um, Texas was the first one to do this with Houston school district. And so they're trying to do this next. And he gets on there, he's like, and the, the communist China is sliding into our schools. And all this, and you go, well, maybe maybe you should fund your schools properly and the door would not be open for China to, to put some money in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> either you talk about the dumbest argument to ever have. So you defunded schools. These mm -hmm. people came along and gave you a way to learn something else and possibly get out of Oklahoma. That's what it's actually about. They don't want anybody leaving um, mm. and and do some business with them. And I mean, I I, I really what I, the video I need to do with, with Ryan Walters is let me show you how to sign up for Alibaba. You can do business with China today in English. They have bothered to learn our language. Yeah. God forbid we bother to do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you know those people who get pissed off that the ATM has a Spanish option? <laughs> Like, right. Those are those idiots yeah. who wander around. Yeah. Well, and I, when I, when I was younger, so I'm, I'm 60 here in a couple of weeks. So when I was younger, I didn't know any other American that spoke another language. Mm -hmm. I, I literally, I didn't know one. And the irony of all of that is I didn't know it was special. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And I just didn't know until one time I was talking to a bus boy in front of my dad in Spanish. And my dad was like, what the hell was that? And I go, Oh, he's from Juarez, Mexico. He was just telling me he just arrived and uh, and he goes, Oh, I mean, when when did you learn to do that? I was like, in school. 
You know, I, I had no idea it was anything special, different, or anything else. Yeah, I got to change some red real quick. I have, I'm, I'm using wheat. Oh, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Your bread recipe. No. <laughs> well, I know. I had to use a different kind of wheat today, so it's a little lighter than usual. And every single person will go, well, this isn't really brown. And you go, it's wheat. It's just ground. <laughs> mm -hmm. that so is you it. said you, you, <laughs> You said, I'm oh, pretty sure, Sean. I said, I'm pretty sure you're the only one I know there who actually speaks another language. Like, in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. So the challenge is, so when Ryan Walter says stuff like that, there are people who agree with it. Yeah. Why would we bother to learn their language? And you go, I don't know, maybe there's a billion, five hundred million people we could sell some stuff to. Mm -hmm. You know, in your guys' case... You go, there's two billion over there. I mean, our market is tiny by comparison. Yeah. It's just people have more credit here for now. Mm -hmm. You guys will eventually <laughs> catch up. I know. Do you know there's like that huge, there's a really nice, I don't know the name of a show. It's Australian where yeah. they are having like a meeting. It's similar to like a yes minister, but it's the Australian version of it. Right. Where they're sitting in this meeting and the defense minister wants like uh, I think he wanted something like 150 billion for uh, taking care of uh, the military. So right. the prime minister asked him, so what region are we focusing on? And he was like the pan-Asian side. So he's like, okay, so who is our biggest trading partner in that side? He says China. So who's our biggest enemy that side? Like China. You're like, you see how you're losing me in right. this conversation? <laughs> right. Welcome to the Irish-English conflict right there. So they, the English bought over 30% of our export products. Mm -hmm. And then we hated on them all the time. And you go, okay, then you have to find out a way to not be dependent on them. Yeah, go sell somewhere else type shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, find a new market. There's, there's enough people in the world. But the deal is, can you make your stuff cheap enough to sell to them? And usually in America, we've always been able to make food that everybody needed. Now, with climate change, I am not sure that's going to be the case. So front row of, uh, of climate change politics. I go to a restaurant warehouse store almost mm -hmm. every day. And they the have rolling... Depot. Yes, the depot, man. The depot. <laughs> hey, they got to pay us if we're going to say that. No. <laughs> so, Deepak, I go there and they only have romaine lettuce about once a week, which is just a type of lettuce. Oh, wow. It's very common. Mm -hmm. And that's been going on for a year. This is, you know, post COVID stuff. Um, mm -hmm. They're just, no one, they don't have any water. And the ones that have water have too much water. You know, it's a, uh, I'm on the, I'm on the front end retail part of that. So, um, are you familiar that you guys are evidently going to have a lower rice crop and that Indians are back storing basmati rice here? Yeah, so basically the government issued an order sometime last week, I guess, where they banned the export of any rice that is not basmati. So oh, we're wow. not allowed to export like those other small grain rice that you've seen me yeah. at home there. Yeah, so right. those kind of rices, they've kind of banned it. So what happened is that okay. all the stores in the U.S., the Indian store included, the one that we go to, right. they put up signs that said only two bags because everybody was buying all the non-Basmati ones because that's what they wow. eat on a day-to-day -day basis. 
Because most people right. in India wouldn't eat like basmati rice every day because huh. it's not as nutritious as the other rices. Well, I did not know that. It, it's mm -hmm. the best rice in the world. I will I will grant you that one. <laughs> yeah. It so, really is. I mean, it's okay. Huh. Yeah, that's the weird part. So, now they basically can't export it. And I think they're keeping it here so that there is no shortage in the future. Wow. Yeah, that's smart. I mean, you you guys are on the cusp of how many times have we discussed how are you going to feed all those people? <laughs> I know. Holy crud. So now does this go back to the war in Ukraine where that where the where the grain has stopped flowing again? I mean, is that tied into that? Because I, I hate right. to be the businessman. Do it. Well, I mean, I hate to be the businessman here, but when that war started, I was, told my son, I'm like, well, buy buy wheat futures. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I go, they are the world's wheat basket. They're in America are the, the mm -hmm. world's wheat basket. And I said, you just lost one of them. Wheat will double. And as usual, people think I'm crazy. And what used to be $9 for me for 50 pounds of wheat is $18. <laughs> so I don't know whether the kid bought it or not, but it, he was like, how do you see that stuff? And I go, well, I use it every day. <laughs> so what do you get? Do you guys have a futures market like that or no? Uh, there is a commodities market, technically. Right. I'm pretty sure you can trade in futures, but it's right. not really like a everybody doing it kind of thing. The weird part yeah. is our stock market, I don't think there are more than, I think it, the last time I read this number, I, I could be wrong, it was around 10%, I think, of all Indians are the only, I mean, it's only like 10% of the entire population yeah. that actually invests in shares. They're trying to right. get that oh. opened up. Mm-hmm. So the opening of the stock market, mm -hmm. my my warning to everybody on that, is so we used to have this really small amount of Americans that, that used to trade. And the prices were all reasonable. And they opened it for 401ks, essentially. Um, they took away, used to, it used to be like if you and I bought some IBM stock, it quadrupled, um, went up eight times, all that kind of stuff. We'd be taxed, and I don't remember the amount, but it was it was high. Um, it was something earnings, something earnings tax. I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, so they basically eliminated that, which allowed all the 401ks. And that's why our stock market's been on a run for you know 15 years now it was over that pre pre changing of that law where you, where you were paying whatever that extra earnings tax was. Um, it really just wasn't that big of a deal because it didn't move much. You know, once mm -hmm. CNBC was created and they were nightly talking about stocks, like anything, it, it has a run on it, you know, because yeah. regular people are like, I need to get in there. You mm -hmm. know, once I, I have this girl that I know, and once she says she's getting in on something, it's time for me to get out because that means it's gotten to the least common denominator. <laughs> I know that, that sounds uh, terrible. This, I know the smart money and the dumb money where uh -huh. retail investors start investing in a stock you run. <laughs> right. That's what it's I used to do at the old job, remember? <laughs> With the guys yeah. in Mauritius. Yeah. Right. So is that they have like so these my, up. Hmm? No, I, I was like, how do, you, how do you do that rather than hanging out at a, like a shopping mall and listening into the people at the next table? <laughs> There's, there's got to be a, a program that runs and you can figure out what people are talking about at any time. And once that clicks on, I assume you get out. 
Yeah, pretty much it. That's how they did it on the yeah. Reddit and the other thing, right? With GameStop and all right. that, where they right. played ah, ah. weird little cards. <laughs> God, isn't that nuts? All right, I'm going to go back and turn my bread again. That's See, the a... only fi financial thing I can say for this week is that if you own yeah. any Twitter stocks, please get rid of it. <laughs> God, so what? what's with the X thing? Because, I mean, I got to be totally honest with you. Um, rebranding in one day when you haven't really thought it through I makes me worry about the guy. But, you know, Henry Ford mm -hmm. was a racist nutcase as well, just so you know. And he's one he of my people. anti-Semite, right? Oh, God, yeah. Well, he was smart enough to sell to both sides. He didn't give a shit. You mm -hmm. know, he sold to the Germans and he sold to us. Think about you're fighting against a, a German army and you get one of their trucks and you need parts and they've got a Ford engine inside of it. Yeah. And, but Henry Ford was Irish. He was more than happy to help the enemy of England. Yeah. And people... <laughs> People really just they go, why would he do that? And you go, oh, you have no idea how deep, deep the anger and pain is there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy yeah, the stuff. Apparently, back in his PayPal days, he wanted to add some version of this X into the PayPal name as well. Right. And he's been having this, I think it's the URL or the trademarks from somewhere in like right. the early during when PayPal was just growing and even their board was like, dude, everybody uses PayPal as a verb yeah. now. Can you knock it off and stop trying to add X in it? And he finally got yeah. his childhood dream done right now. They changed this ah. to X. So what do you call it? Are you Xing tweeting? <laughs> right. I just, you know, my thing is, is okay. I made a lot of money in my early twenties mm. and, uh, and I bought everything I ever wanted to own. And what I wouldn't give to have 15% of that money now. <laughs> and with him, you go, dude, Tesla's not always going to be the coolest car. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. everyone's stealing, stealing your designers just like they do everywhere else. You, know, you get a wine vintage that comes out great out of a specific hill area in Sonoma County, California. They only get one vintage. The next year you're selling your reputation from the previous vintage. It's not the same. And I just don't understand the lunacy of uh, of where he's going. But he you know, he didn't make um, Tesla. He hired engineers and designers. That's who made it. So that's the same problem I have with Steve Jobs as well. <laughs> yeah, it, you just it was his engineers. Who, he just walked into a room and was like, dude, I want all of these fucking CDs on this damn phone. Get on it. <laughs> Can you make it or not? If you can't make it, I got to find somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's it's puzzling to me. And, and uh, it's almost like we're slowly watching this demise. And, yeah. and you know, I mean, does it matter? No. Is he great at cars? Yes. Will he make rural America um, battery operated rather than electric operated? Yeah, and they need it. You know, mm -hmm. when their electrical lines go down in rural America, there's nobody to come fix them for weeks. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so get a Tesla battery system in your house. Got to be great. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he's he's solving real problems here um, that, that probably are able to be used in Western Europe and, and more yeah. affluent countries. But, you know, he's not invent something phenomenal for the billions living in misery. 
and as climate changes. That's what I'd really like to see is, you know, invent something side, to help billions. On the bright side, Tesla is coming to India. <laughs> Get so, out, seriously? So now everybody, every, usually I'd have to look for a BMW or an Audi to figure out who that dick in the restaurant is. Right. <laughs> now, now I have to just the look Tesla for the guy. Tesla. Because <laughs> hey, you know it would be the all these mouth-breathing morons to prove a status symbol point would go by that damn thing without knowing anything else. <laughs> Well, they here. Have you ever driven one? Yeah, uh, they are. Yeah, Dave Glover's. It's the mm-hmm. fastest damn car I've ever ridden in, in my life. And because the batteries are so heavy, it drives mm-hmm. like a legitimate race car. And so, yeah. um, 80 miles an hour is what about 150 kilometers per hour? Yeah, I need to pull out my phone to do okay. this math. <laughs> well. Well, I know I'm in the range. So let's say we're at, let's say we're at 150 or 160 kilometers per hour. You push on the pedal on that thing, it still lifts up the front car, not off the ground, but all the way up to accelerate. I have never <laughs> been in anything like that in my life except a motorcycle. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So I mean, I get it for enthusiasts, but for somebody mm. like me, I don't want all that shit that can break. I just want a car with a radio and an air conditioner that works. You've seen what <laughs> I am willing to drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I traded my my immigrant car. I don't know oh, if I told no. you that. Hey, that was my yeah. favorite car, damn it. <laughs> I know. My mechanic. What was it a Ford? The, a Ford uh, Focus. So Focus. Mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, I always keep an extra car. So when my car breaks... And my, my wife and I have cars, so I keep a third one because I have to go buy food every day for our restaurants. That's my job. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I always kept like a separate junker car, but those things always start when everything else is going wrong. So they're really kind of your favorite car. But the guy that fixes the cars um, literally was like, Sean, can you sell it to me? I just don't have a car anymore, and I'm driving my son-in-law's. And I go, you take care of these two things, you can just have it. And, and, you know, I literally was like, are you serious? And I go, yeah, wait till next week, though. I got to make sure the repairs work. (laughs) (laughs) Happiest man on earth. But have I needed the car occasionally? Yes. Do I need to buy something else? Yes. If I'm (laughs) here's my deal. How bad does this sound, Deepak? If you if I wanted to buy a truck, Mm -hmm. what does ISIS drive? Because. Those guys have the most durable trucks. Can I know. I, I keep eyeing the Toyota cars even in India because yeah. I'm like, oh, we should get a Toyota. I still see them on yeah. the ISIS videos. <laughs> right. The, if it can last out there and nobody knows how to repair them or anything else, mm. you're in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, oh, dang. I mean, that's really, but it's like do a, you think a that- Ford Ranger of pickups. But do you think those those cars are working so well? Because those are the old cars that don't have this many fucking computers and shit inside yeah. them. I'll we'll buy a Toyota and the next week we'll yeah. have a software bug where we both can't start the car and I'll be looking at you going like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the damn propaganda video of Al-Qaeda yeah. doesn't they got it. Was Toyota donating to them? <laughs> yeah, it is. And I mean, I hate to be that guy, but that's really the truth. That's I, I was like, huh, maybe they know something we don't know. You know, durability out in the, I mean, if they, if their car breaks down in the middle out there, you're dead. You know, you're, you're walking. It's like being in Texas. I, you can be places in Texas and 50 miles and not run into anything. I mean, I wish I was kidding. 
but it's true. All right, I'm temperature checking my bread because I'm not feeling as confident today because it looks different. So <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you're gonna get a lot of complaints by especially the regulars. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, not quite there. That's what you're looking for, my friend. All right, mm -hmm. back in the oven. All right, how much time we got? How much time we got left on our deal? Seven minutes. Okay, let's talk about this China thing with Tulsa. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a big deal to you guys over there or not. So, so you know how China's been going into countries and they, they will build the, their silk highway for international trade and all this mm -hmm. stuff and invest all this money. And they've evidently overinvested, overextended themselves, which I don't really know what that means, you know, being the Isn't world's biggest the entire, manufacturing. Isn't the entire banking system just made up numbers at this point? Nothing is back like yes. gold. So if China is overextended, it's probably some dude who has to just type in one more zero in his computer and it'll be fixed. <laughs> and everything is good. I just look at it and go, until we in this country, and I would say you in your country, and they in their country, um, figure out a way to make the necessary items, okay? So... You think about London and what's the highway that goes around London? Oh, you know what it's oh called? Oh, God. We had Shit. this conversation just last week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bet the Queen wouldn't let them build any more highway because you got to be able mm. to grow food. I don't know. I mean, I think COVID taught us in America that we have to protect certain industries because mm -hmm. if we're waiting for them to make enough masks for them to be able to make ours, um, we've, we've probably lost something there and i don't you know i mean I, i'm just from it was a pretty good example of how bad things could go now you guys still have a manufacturing base so but you still can't put out two billion of them yeah that is true you know i mean by the way you that just is said the too M25. many 25 i had to look it up oh there you go okay <laughs> um but the, but the same difference here and i think sooner or later we have to start looking at at that of what do we do for protected industries? Because we gave all of our pharmaceutical that gave, we, we had China do it because it was cheaper. And then they became better chemists. And they were yeah. also the ones selling us back fentanyl that we mm -hmm. taught them how to make. And you go, yeah, how do you think the Italians do all this stuff back in the day? They were the manufacturers, they own the trucking companies, they own the disposal companies. They own the whole deal. And so they could get a stranglehold on parts of the illegal market if you wanted. The trading partners and knowing another language, the language thing is what kills me on this because we look so ignorant. Even whether they're paying for it or not, we need to be able to speak Mandarin. And there needs to be some Americans that speak Tamil that are not rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? We get, mm -hmm. your, we get your really well-educated physicians and engineers over here, yeah, they're not generally the trading partners with India. You got to have people that understand shipping and understand how to get in and out of a port, who to bribe, all that shit. So yeah. I, I don't understand. I mean, I, I do understand you stay in power by making all your people afraid. And then you're the person that goes and talks to the other the other clans or tribes or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, this is this was a low point in American politics on the China China giving they giving money to our schools. We, oh, we got kids God. showing up to school that haven't eaten for God's sakes, and we're worried about that shit. So is he that's is that's he my on an accent these days because he sounds more and more in Oklahoma. Or is that because I've been away from Oklahoma <clears throat> long enough, but now I'm noticing the accent? <laughs> 
I think you've been away long enough because I I don't realize I have an accent until I go home. I'm going home today. So I'll be in Kansas mm-hmm. City today for a funeral and I will hear about it for days. Yeah, <laughs> for days. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm at the age now where childhood friends are are dropping like flies. Yeah. Literally, they're just, you. oh, you'll be there. You know, so, and it's really, I, you know, you want to go back and see everybody and you're there for a funeral. It's It's, it's okay. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> By the way, on our usual positive note. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what are we on our, on our usual death and disease kind of view? Right. Hey, was... do we need to talk to Bustello Coffee again? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> By the way, we're not endorsing products anymore, Sean. Right. <laughs> they better pay us. <laughs> <laughs> we got like two minutes left. Do you want to tell me that story about Jim Inhofe? Because I have it on my Oh, dear God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm. I'm sorry. I literally forgot. Um, Mm. So Jim Inhofe, who is our American senator who threw a snowball onto the Senate floor to show that global warming was not happening. I wish I was kidding, but he's from here. So I guess the China thing's not that surprising. Now, is it? (laughs) Um, So I'm in a radio station. My wife is there. His young boys that were, he had literally had like five boys. And they were boys. They weren't men. Um, that that were his assistants. And so we go to commercial and he looks around like he's getting ready to tell a racist joke. Oh, oh, he goes, you know, we beat him. And all of us were like, yes, Senator, what what do you mean we beat him? And and he's and he's and, you know, he hadn't been able to remember the announcer's name, anything going on. I mean, it, it, it was sad, literally sad. Mm-hmm. And then he goes. We got it down to a number, and I don't remember whether it was 15 or 20. Down to 15. And we're like, what'd you get down to 15? And he goes, you know, when that damn Al Gore was up there, he had climate change. Number one, number one, it's a thing that was being talked about in the world was climate change. And we got it down to 15. And I was dumbfounded, dumbfounded. And I have witnesses that were in the room that a U.S. senator basically admitted to knocking it down to there. And then what do you do with that information? No one's going to believe me if I say it because nobody's in there recording it. And we've got a bunch of leftist liberals doing this stuff. So many years later, now that climate change is at our door and barking to come inside, Mm -hmm. I literally just sit there and go, was that an opportunity missed? Because I wasn't well known enough. To say anything, and, and to be totally honest with you, oil and gas business in Oklahoma, I'm not sure anybody cares. Yeah, I really mean that. I'm just not sure. So the facts are, I was there. I was in the room. My wife was in the room. These five kids were in the room. The announcer was in the room. And to be a witness to that is probably one of the strangest moments of my entire life. Mm-hmm. And I've had some weird shit. But that's one of the weirdest because it was an acknowledgement that everybody knew how bad it was and didn't do a damn thing. On that positive note, Deepak. (laughs) 